0: Hello oh, and welcome to our new show, Freak Show. I'm your new host, Justin Lillard. Alright, get
1: out of here, okay? I don't need you here.
0: No, wait, that's rude. <laughs> With me is my uh, is my best friend, not Joe's, barely burnt bacon, triple B. Tevin.
1: I'm not doing this. I can't. Hello, and welcome to the Freak Show podcast. I am your host, AP Asian Persuasion, Joe Lillard, the real host, the only host. My brother thinks he can steal my thunder, but he can't. Boo-boo.
0: Oh, yeah? Then why do I have a new segment called This is Dumb? This is... I've already prepared, Joe.
1: Okay, go ahead.
0: All right. My new segment, This is Dumb. Uh, Basically, what I wanted to talk about was the term of flying saucers, since we're going to talk about UFOs this week. I think that it's really dumb that we've coined the term flying saucers because I saw them so often as a kid when my mom slung plates around the room. (laughs) But on a serious note, did aliens, like, come to Earth and cloaking mechanisms and, like, appear like humans and watch little kids playing in the park? and said, ah, look at them throwing that circular thing, watching a Frisbee fly through the air. And they said, yes, that'll help us blend in. And then just built their spaceships in circular fashions. And we just were like, ah, saucers. That's inconspicuous.
1: Or strange plates. So we this see is them dumb. eating on these strange things with their food.
0: Basically, yeah, yeah. If we look like that, they will never suspect a single thing.
1: Tevin is lost. With me as always uh, no, is my sidekick.
0: I'm not
2: lost. I, w- I was just thinking about how appropriately this this segment the sex the segment's name was. This is dumb. This sexment's yes. name was. Yes, I never sex. said it was going to be. This is
1: funny. this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with me as always is my sidekick.
2: To have a napier Barely
1: burned bacon That is right Oh my gosh You guys both have beards And I'm just naked I feel so alone Joe
0: why are you naked dude (laughs) You put on some clothes No wait a
1: second I always do this podcast naked (laughs) How am I not How have I not (laughs) noticed
0: this We know We've reported you to HR Dozens of times now
1: Alright, so this week we are talking about, my hands are up and out and high, and they're going to hit the ceiling fan, as they have done (laughs) before.
2: (laughs) Good times, good times.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, so this week we are covering UFOs. Now, we will not really talk about aliens. I would like to stick her away from aliens to a point. Now, we can talk about aliens, if if it does have to do with UFOs, we will not be talking about abductions, and we will not be talking about probing. That will be a different episode where we specifically focus on extraterrestrials.
0: But butt stuff is like one of my favorite things to talk about. Yes, the last time I, I was know. Here, All I talked about were donuts.
1: I know you. You love licking other people's donuts. With no, no, no. I mean,
0: your wife did, though. Your wife offered to lick many people's donuts. Yeah, you feel.
1: <laughs> no, no, I no, no. Nope, I'm uncomfortable. But. I don't. Wanna, I don't want <laughs> to talk about this. I need a safe space. Oh my gosh, our levels are off the charts right now, we're so loud. Okay, so, let's talk about UFOs. As usual, your host has done the most work. So, of course, I I gave them assignments two weeks ago, and a book. Did it help? Sure did not, my good sirs, but that's okay,
0: because you know what? It's whatever. In our defense, well, in my defense, I don't even know how to read. So <laughs> wait, I'm black. I can't read. Oh, oh god. My gosh. Uh.
1: Well, cannot read well. Okay, so you guys ready? What Okay, let me yes. teach you guys. So so please, one of you, what does UFO stand for?
2: Unidentified flying object. Look Unidentified
0: be object. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so...
2: Unified um, Frisbee. Did
0: you say uni- <laughs> Unified Frisbee Object? I said Unidentified, but Unified Frisbee Object. That honestly sounds more funny, so we'll say that I said that. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it is
1: identified. It's yeah. a Frisbee Object. <laughs> yes, this is
0: true.
1: Okay, so the term Unidentified fly- Flying Object was actually uh, brought up in 1952 uh, by the United States Air Force of course. It's not because of, you know, anyone in the media or anything. It was by the um it was by the Air Force. Government's be keeping us in the dark since day one. Um my my favorite part uh, so, I've been reading books, right? So, I got this Conspiracies and Secret Societies book. Then I got UFO Investigations Manual book for UFO Investigations from 1892 to present day. Then I got another one, the UFO Dossier, or is it Dossier? Dossier does not have an R in it, does it?
0: No, uh, that's French, so yes. I've oh, okay. Dossier.
1: dossier. UFO Dossier, I guess. Uh, 100 Years of Government Secrets, Conspiracies, and Cover-Ups. Uh, so
2: so I so speak French, don't ask me.
1: So, um, my favorite part is, it says, it noted that an unidentified flying object, in parentheses, UFO, comma, pronounced O-O-F-O. A OFO That's not how it's pronounced, it's U-F-O. So why is it O-F-O?
2: Dossier.
1: Dossier. Okay, cool. So we got it. Uh, um. Anyways, so I think UFOs are super interesting because uh, like me personally, I I honestly just think that it is definitely uh, government for the most part. Okay. So
2: we we, we should we should we should have we should have you know done this first. Who here believes in UFOs? Um, I do.
1: Justin, I do believe in UFOs. I believe in
2: unidentified flying objects. Yes. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And I also believe in UFOs. You do? Okay. Yeah. But this I, is the I, first time. I don't, I don't believe that they're like extraterrestrial. There I, I think Right, I right, think right. That
1: government, government, government. Yes. All the way. Okay, yes. now, here's the thing. We're not just covering UFOs in like the 50s until the 80s. We're going to cover ones in the last like 20 years as well. Okay. So these things are still happening. Now, I will say, there was a boom in like... The I think the 1950s, like the 1930s to the 1950s, I think is when like the really big, um, like boom of UFOs were. Yeah. Which okay, so I actually, so you guys know I talk about the Bumble Butts podcast, right? Yes. Okay, so Cody from the Bumble Butts podcast actually started another podcast called the. Oh, gosh. What is it? The Something Deceptions Podcast. Um, I I'm, I'm I know it what up. you're
2: talking about. I, I, yeah, I've seen it on their Instagram.
1: Yeah, it is actually really good. Um, hold on. I can find it right now. It is the Subliminal Deception Podcast. So they did uh, a new episode on airships. Ooh. And they covered... Okay, so three years before... Um, Three years before the Zeppelin plane came out, so you yeah. know what a Zeppelin is, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what a Zeppelin is, Justin? The Zeppelins—they're the big um, airships. The one like like a blimp. It's like a blimp.
0: Like Led Zeppelin and his cousin. No, so, no,
2: like, no, Justin. Uh, like the oh gosh, the the Hindenburg, Heisenberg, which whatever it was. Like yeah, that, that like Breaking Bad. No. no, like a like a blimp. Okay, you know so, what a blimp so, is? So, so yeah, you, you know you like the good like the Goodyear like tire one like those blimps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go a little bit bigger.
1: Yeah. Whoa. Those are Zeppelins. Well, so he was only able to get his up for like ten seconds, maybe, is and then
0: it fell down. Led Zeppelin got his name. I because don't think so. He was led by a Zeppelin. I, I doubt that. In the
1: sky. I I doubt that. No.
0: All right.
1: So, anyways, so like three years before that, they talk about how people were seeing airships like that. Everywhere, I mean, just like... And they were... Um, there was even reports of them, like... Soldiers coming out with, like, rifles and stuff. So, I don't know. I mean... It could definitely have happened. I mean... Um, it was a really weird time. I mean... When you hear about all the different... Uh, if you... When you hear about all the different type of UFOs and stuff that came out... Uh, I mean, I I can't help but think that, that they're real. At least to a point. Yeah. Um, they just... So, Justin, why don't you tell us about the Battle of Los Angeles? Sure. Not the movie. Nor the remake of the movie.
0: Okay, well, Will Smith...
1: has to go to space. That's Independence Day. Yeah. Battle of Los Angeles was... Well, they made a sci-fi channel version with Kel from Keenan and Kel. Really? Yes, and it was awful.
0: I bet it was. I I was was seeing seeing, uh, trailers for that. Oh, my gosh. Go Um, ahead. So, the Battle of Los Angeles occurred on February 25th in 1942. Uh, it's basically a really renowned false alarm where American military saw some sort of flying object in the sky, and they actually released fire from anti uh, anti aircraft. Yep. weapons not such just as fifty caliber, fifty calibers, and,
1: and not just stuff. the military. People in Los Angeles saw them as well. Yes, and um, there's images.
0: However. For the most part it's reduced to the uh either a japanese aircraft flying overhead because this is shortly after pearl
1: harbor yep three months
0: or b everybody was just paranoid and so um there was a lot of noise and commotion and anybody could have seen anything in the sky and so it's just been kind of dismissed and and not talked about because it's been summed up to rumor
1: yeah so apparently in 1949 Uh, it was released that it was a meteorological balloon that was sent up at 1 o'clock in the morning. And then once the shooting started is when people really started to think that it was something else, which is what caused the alarm. Uh, And, I mean, the Japanese have always said that it wasn't them. So, yeah, I I, I mean, they just call it war nerves. But, I mean, uh, in 1942, there was a photo published in the Los Angeles Times uh, and I mean, people, UFOologists and conspiracy theorists uh, think that it was an extraterrestrial visitation uh, because of the searchlights and everything else from the spaceship, uh, quote unquote. Um, but I mean, the photo was heavily modified uh, and and retouched uh, prior to the publication to make it so that it was more visible, like more visible on their old 1942 papers yeah you know what I mean so uh, yeah of course it would look like a UFO if you saw it you know because yeah. they they edited it. So what do you guys think?
0: personally, I think that uh, summing it up to like uh, weather balloons or whatever is just unrealistic considering nobody came forth it was never like a news station that said oh yeah sorry. We release those.
1: Yeah, it's hard to agree that the government, like, that the government's the one that did it or did something like that or someone else did release a weather balloon if it doesn't come out until 1942 or 1949 that it was a weather balloon. So it takes seven years for you to finally admit that it was that. Which brings us to our next one Roswell, New Mexico. Tevin, you got it?
2: So Roswell, New Mexico, which everybody knows is famous for Area 51,
1: yep. okay, and so, the uh, hit TV show uh, about the aliens that fall in love with humans. But yeah, go ahead. The aliens
2: that
1: what? Yeah, there's a TV show. There's a couple of them. Roswell, New Mexico. Uh, Roswell, the original show. Roswell was. So Roswell, the TV show was in 2012. That was bizarre things start happening in the little New Mexico town where UFOs were spotted in 1947. Cut to 1999 when a cute high school student saves the life of a teenage waitress surrounded by cliques of clever... Angst-filled classmates, the two form a bond that threatens their survival of the secret universe involving superhumans, a yen for hot sauce, and an alien gene pool. So basically everyone has superpowers in the town. And then the other one that's newer is called Roswell, New Mexico, where a guy falls in love with a woman, woman, and her and her family are secret aliens that have been living in Roswell since 1947. Hmm. All right. Yep, people are weird. Alright. Go
2: ahead. So, uh... I just realized that this... Silence. That this never told me where, uh, what year. But anyway, so... 1947. What? 1947.
1: Oh, okay. In mid-1947. Anyway, so in 1947,
2: there was a UFO crash out in the middle of the desert. And in 1989, a physicist named Bob Lazar claimed that that he was working out in a secret base in the middle of the desert, Area 51, where him and a bunch of other scientists were working to reverse engineer... Uh, A bunch of aliens and alien space technology to help the government and, you know, civilization, you know, get better, better things. Some of the things that they got were like Kevlar, uh, like the transistor radio and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. So like it's so it's things like these that like, you know, like. Who all know? Who all like? We don't really know how many secret sites that the government has because, like, all the things that just like crash out of the sky in the middle of the desert, like in right. the ocean and stuff, like that. Like, how much stuff don't we know about? Like, honestly. oh,
1: tons. Like, well, it's like so. So, real quick, um, like, there are conspiracy theories that have obviously like come true. You know what I mean? Like, for example. Um, uh, the idea that the government uh, keeps technology for itself and doesn't give it to the public until years later. Mm-hmm. Cell phones, at least the the very limited use of cell phones was used by the military for years before it was released to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just more like shortwave or it was longwave, but it could only... Bounced off of so many cell towers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like very basic rudimentary one. Same thing with like um, they say like duct tape and stuff like that. A lot of that stuff was like not released into the public till later. Because like Na- they I think NASA's the one that created Velcro, and uh and that wasn't used um in the public until later. So like electronics and, and inventions and stuff like that were either invented by the government or were Seized by the government because it was like government type employees or the government, like when they put their patents in, the government bought them or leased them from people and then kind of stole the technology to a point and continue to let the people go out. My thing is, though, that like smartphones, for example. I, there's no, Apple was such a privatized company. I don't, and they're the ones who came out with the first smartphone. Yeah. I believe. I I don't think that they could have been used by the government. You know what no. I mean? I think that that was just released. Yeah. So I think it's more on the fact that like there's just so many government scientists that are working on the same thing that privatized are that it comes out first. For example, the Zeppelin was not the first airship to be out there, but it was the first one that was public and was like really. Like, so the plans were already in France and Europe and like different places in Europe. Yeah. And so like the first one to actually come out was in France, but it was nothing like what they were doing then. Kind of like how uh, the guy that actually created the radio didn't create the radio and the guy that created the telephone didn't actually create the te- – no, sorry. The telephone was created by Bell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Alexander Graham Bell. But the radio was actually – Uh, the blueprints for the radio was like 20 years before, but but the scientists didn't have the capability to be able to do it. And so like with Zeppelin, he finally had the capability to do what those other people didn't do. So the idea that airships came out three years before by someone else, but was less tech and looked different and still had a little bit of wings, could mean that the government was already working on something and Zeppelin was just behind on his time, or they were spying on Zeppelin and stole it. And then you got to think too. There's tons of scientists out there that they say that they stole their ideas from other people. For example, Einstein. His ex-wife is the one that they believe actually helped create the atom bomb. But and like a bunch of relativity stuff. But Einstein kind of just stole it. Huh. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's something that that a lot of people look at, and um, there's people out there that say that you know scientists steal stuff from their their underlings all the time. You know. Probably. So, I mean, the idea that that maybe, like, uh, technology was created by the government and then was released to the public later or something could kind of be true. But, I mean, in our free world U.S. government capitalism type gain, I don't know how exactly that would even work. Like, would they release it to the public or would they give it to a scientist to release? Or would they let a scientist who works for the government go into pub like the public sector and then they release it i wonder how that would work
2: it would so what i'm imagining is like somebody is like somebody like invents something and like you know like goes to patent it or something like that and like the patent office is like oh yeah we'll do it and like kind of gives them and gives it to someone else and like yeah yeah
1: yeah i guess that is how it would work i i, I mean the thing is though like samsung and all of them can steal you know all con- I mean, they steal from Apple all the time, and then they just tweak it and, and move on. I think they they just recently, in the last few years, got sued, though, for stealing apart from Apple. They got sued for, like, millions of dollars, like $75 million. It's crazy, and they lost, so that's they fine. did have to pay it.
0: Worth it, probably, though. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, oh, yeah.
1: You know that they're, yeah, that's nothing to them.
0: Yeah, I know. It's not nothing, it's it's nothing to them, and the profit they probably made from stealing it and using it after that was oh, probably doubled. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Okay, sorry. Roswell, New Mexico. Um,
0: did we not cover this already?
1: No, all he did was talk about the, how they believe that Velcro and stuff like that came from them, and how many secret bases there were. So the actual incident of Roswell, New Mexico, we didn't actually cover.
2: That's just the UFO crash.
1: What? No, there's tons of other stuff. Hold on. Okay, so Roswell, New Mexico, right, 1947, uh, people start seeing a uh, an airship or an airship, a UFO crash land, and people could drive out there and they actually see bodies, right? Supposed bodies that looked funny, different types of heads. This is where a lot of people get the whole, like, big gray head or big green head with, like, weird eyes, right? Stuff like that. And it's on fire, right? Mm-hmm. So then a bunch of government people come out there and they uh, they come out and they they basically they start taking everybody. So... Um, cluster debris actually so clusters of debris debris came 30 miles north of Roswell, New Mexico. They're like it's everywhere. Uh so uh William Brazel, a foreman working at on the Foster Homestead, uh is the one that started finding stuff. Uh and then he told Roswell Daily uh, Record that he and his son saw a large area of bright wreckage made up of rubber strips, tin foil, a rather tough paper and sticks. Uh, he paid little attention to it uh, and then returned on July 4th with his son and wife and daughter and they gathered up a bunch of the material. Uh, so. Some of them say some people say that Brazel actually went out there earlier than that and collected some and put it in like a brush and then he went back and got more and then that's what he gave over to the government so he kept some for himself. Uh, so then uh, Brazel on July seventh saw Sheriff Wilcox and um, he basically just told him how he found like a flying saucer, saucer and um, and then another account quotes Wilcox as saying that uh, Brazel reported the object on July 6th. So, I mean, like, the timeline is a little bit askew on, like, days and stuff, but, I mean, it's pretty close. Um, so, uh, apparently, Wilcox, um, Wilcox apparently called uh, a RAAF Major, which I don't know what that is. I think it's something with Air Force, uh, Jesse Marcel, and a plane-enclosed a, a company brazil back to the ranch where they picked up more pieces. Royal so,
2: Australian Air Force.
1: Australian?
2: Mm-hmm. Why?
1: That's weird. Uh, so, uh, later, um, a public information officer uh, from the Army Airfield, Walter Halt, um issued a press release on July 8th, 1947, stating that personnel from the field's 509th operations group had recovered a flying saucer. So he literally says... The, he goes out. There is a guy working for the government, goes on record saying, it's a flying saucer. Yes, we did get a flying saucer. Was a flying saucer? Sure was.
0: Uh, um, I think you mean flying frisbicular object.
1: I actually mean flying disc. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh so this is what he says. The balloon which held it up, if, there, if that was how it worked, must have been 12 feet long. Um, Brazel felt, measuring the distance by the size of the room in which he sat, the rubber was smoky gray in color and scattered over an area of about 200 yards in diameter. When the debris was gathered up, the tin foil, paper, tape, and sticks made a bundle about three feet long and seven or eight inches thick. But the rubber made a bundle about 18 to 20 inches long and about eight inches thick. In all, he estimated the entire lot would have weighed about five pounds. So it's a five-pound ship is basically what he said. Now I don't know about you, but if it is extraterrestrials, I don't know why they're using sticks. Yeah. Uh, So there was no sign of metal anywhere in the area. Um, other than tinfoil, and um, although at least one paper fin had been glued onto some tinfoil, there were no words to be found anywhere on the instrument, although so this, there were letters... like a weather balloon. ...on some of the parts. Well, so I'll get there. Considerable scotch tape and some tape with flowers printed upon it had been used in the construction. Okay, so, here is the thing. So they... So, the... Informations officer Walter Hall actually goes back and, a few days later, reissues a statement saying that he that it was a normal weather balloon, right? Yeah. Now, a bunch of people are sitting there and they're saying, no, it's UFO. They changed their story. You know, blah, 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 blah. He said it was this, that, and the other, right? Uh-huh. So, then, uh, and then, like, what about the bodies and all this other stuff? So... In 1994 they released the the United States uh, Air Force and the United States Congressional uh basic uh, they they release the United States Secretary of the Air Force is the one that uh, that did an internal investigation and they wanted to put this to bed, right? Yeah. And it turns out that they believe that what was recovered was a debris from a uh, military surveillance program called Project Mongol. Okay, so what it was is they created a uh, a militarized weather balloon that was supposed to be used uh, in high altitudes for to spy on other countries.
0: Made of sticks.
1: Sticks like. It, okay, so what it was is this. If this shot down what, looks
0: inconspicuous. Yeah,
1: so what they so what they did was they put dummies that when caught on fire and stuff, that's what they say that the aliens were. Yeah. Okay. they uh and then they made this it, it's it was supposed to be a smaller, thin looking weather balloon that was supposed to be kind of inconspicuous to go up in the air and be able to do uh, short-range intelligence work in other countries. Um, And then, uh, so they believed that it was a combination of innocently transformed memories and um, um, anthropomorphic dummies in the military program, uh, which uh, people used all the time in the 1950s, like in Operation High Dive, which was a secret project carried out in the 1950s by the United States Air Force. It tested high-altitude parachutes using anthropomorphic dummies, and the dummies were, uh, went into a 200-rpm flat spin, which would be fatal to, uh, to a human. And uh, further investigations on this led to Project Excelsior, uh, which was a series of parachute jumps Made by Joseph uh, Kittinger of the United States Air Force in 1959 and 1960 from helium balloons uh, in the stratosphere. So they were trying to get balloons as high up as they could, and they were using them for intelligence work. And and they were using them to be able to do like um, slow moving and possibly even uh, stay out of radar. With these type of balloons, see,
2: it's it's with that kind of a statement that 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 all UFOs are definitely government.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's my thing. That that is why I'm saying that. Um, Always government. When you look at the Battle of Los Angeles, the it could,
2: government is not your friend.
1: Now I will say this. This is the thing that bugs me about it. So uh, on the Subliminal Deception podcast, when they did their, their weather balloons, right? Yeah. Uh, or not the, their airships, and they believed that it was like the military or something, right? Yeah. And it was, when you listen to their podcast, it was seen for like 10 years. And it was not just in one part of the country. They would see it in multiple parts of the country, these airships, right? Yeah. And they believed that maybe like some of them were the same, and then other ones were maybe like different ones. And it was even seen in certain parts of the country. And so, my thing that I was looking at was that, like, okay, why would the government continuously go in multiple parts of the United States with an airship? Once you start being seen, wouldn't you be more inconspicuous? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you try harder to be more covert? like it seems ridiculous. Well, no, no, like see like uh,
2: if you if you if you're doing it in your own country, the more the more you're seen, the 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 more fine you are. Yeah. Like, if you do if you're doing it in other countries, like I, I mean again, the more you're seen, the less the, the 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 more you're seen by like the normal folk, you're like they're they're not going to report it to anybody. But like you also have to have that perfect balance. So that way, like the like other governments are like, hmm. Like we're starting to see that more often. Hmm. I wonder what that is. Yeah. Cuz so like it, it's if you're doing it in other countries, it's more or less finding that 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 sweet spot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right. Um. Real quick. So are you guys ready? There was a. Give me one second. There was. A, okay. So, get this. Getting it. All right. There was a program that that started in 2007, and in December, on December 16th, 2017, this program was first made public. Ooh. Okay, to the United or to uh, civilians in the United States. Yeah. Guess what it was
2: called. Um, Operation.
0: Let's have fun. Nope. Operation identify that Frisbee.
1: Close. God. Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Ooh. They literally created a program to study and figure out where these UFOs were coming from for ten uh. years. <laughs> no okay. one took it seriously though. Uh, sounds about twenty two right. million dollars. Huh. Sorry, nope, I was wrong. million for over five years. So the program actually ended in 2012. So from 2007 to 2012, it was. And then in 2017, it finally came out. Okay. How crazy is that? That's insane. I mean, the government actually created... I mean, you can't... You can't say that it's not real, you know. Um, Yeah.
0: But, I mean... is this program usable by the public or did they just like release like oh we had a program called it was US. like
1: x files so so like the x so like guys in the government actually uh went out and investigated uh like ufo claims and went into like prior reports wow to try to figure out like if the ufos were real now they did find that like I think they said ninety-three percent of all of them were explained off, but there's still seven percent of UFO sightings that they could not account for. Wow! So, pretty crazy.
2: Hmm. I love seven percent of the UFO sightings seen from twenty-seven from yeah twenty-seven to two thousand twelve. Just seven percent of. There's seven percent aliens out there, Joe. Think about this: we're all gonna die.
1: So, two thousand four, two United States Navy pilots, Commander David Fravor and Lieutenant Fraser? Commander no
0: Fravor Fraser Fravor like the like the very iconic TV show. You've
1: never seen Fraser iconic. What do you know about iconic? You've never even seen it.
2: Shh, I haven't seen Fraser either. It's okay. Oh, it's good.
1: Uh, not as good as Seinfeld though. Uh, so. Commander David Fravor Fraver and Lieutenant Commander Jim Slate were both conducting, conducting a military training exercise off of the coast of San Diego, right? Yeah. So during their training, the pilots received a message from an operator located in the nearby base informing them of the presence of a strange aircraft within their airspace. So they went out, and it was a unidentified flying object, some type of aircraft uh, that had been seen performing strategic movements for the last few weeks, okay? Yeah. And so they go out there, and this (laughs) unidentified. (laughs) Justin, you just stuck your whole hand in that hole. How are you going to get it out? Is it stuck?
0: That's what she said.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you're sticking your whole fist and arm in a hole, there's a problem.
2: Is, is it a problem if she
0: likes it, though? <laughs> oh, no. Moving on.
1: <laughs> it might be. If she's not screaming, yeah, it might be. What were you looking for in the hole?
0: It, There's the ball with suction cups on it that sticks to stuff when you throw it.
1: And you dropped it down there? Oh, it was no, down there already, it's, and I wanted to grab it. It's been down there for
0: weeks. It's fine. Oh my God. I was just not going to worry about it. No, Joe, it's okay. I'm just going to start throwing it. I got it. It's gonna make the, I make got the bad, bad audio. Okay. Oh, it's stuck
1: to the top. Okay. Yeah. So, sticky. anyways, all to the table. So the sh- so the aircraft was high in the sky, right? And they go and they get closer and closer and closer. And all of a sudden, the thing is hovering and it just drops
0: like that. Okay.
1: Yes, Justin, like that. You just threw the sticky ball at my wall. I told you, if you gave it to me, <laughs> I was gonna throw it. <laughs>
0: oh my god. In his defense,
2: he did tell you that.
1: Uh, so they did try uh, to find it, and it was 12 meters long. Favor stated the UFO hovered about 15 meters, ab- so about 50 feet above the ocean when they found it again, and appeared to disturb the water beneath it. So there were some type Ooh. of thrusters underneath of it. Yeah. Um, uh, Favor attempted to move closer to the UFO, but while he was making his descent, the object rose from its hover to meet Favor, Favor and then took off at an unimaginable speed. Okay. Now Ooh, yeah. the cool thing is, I believe I actually <clears throat> have a video of this two thousand and four encounter, which I will post on the Facebook page. Uh, but I will show it to you guys now. Okay, cool. Lay it on me. Show me. Oh. Give no. me. I might be wrong. I do have a video. Lied. Lies Hold on I'm looking I'm looking I'm looking I'm looking Ooh I think this is it
2: So do you So do you all believe In the black Surveillance helicopters That the government flies Over the states All of the time I don't know Hmm Is that what you believe Yeah man I believe that Most of the Most of the helicopters That we see Are
1: probably Surveillance helicopters Never mind I'm wrong Okay, another story. For the third time in three months, a Declassified Defense Department video shows U.S. Navy F-18 that. fighters seemingly encountering UFOs. Okay. Uh, so, this was in um, 2015. Uh, uh, there was an encounter with the um, with an unusual object along the East Coast. The oval-shaped aircraft zipped with befuddling speed. That's what this article says. Uh So the 35 second video released by the privately owned media and scientific research company is the latest to suggest the existence of hovering egg shaped vessels since the Pentagon in December publicly acknowledged a program dedicated to the study of unidentified flying objects.
0: Poor Frisbees. They got looked over this time. They're egg shaped. They're egg shaped? I'll be the judge of that actually. I bet you right now they look like frisbees, just a little bit more rounded on top. You think so? I think that. Whoa. Oh! Oh! That's great audio. It's great audio.
2: I don't see anything.
1: Hold on! Hold on, guys. I am gonna post this on the Facebook page. I want to be this guy's
0: friend. He's very loud and fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Oh my dude!
2: They have Chad's back. What? Now? There was there was absolutely nothing left. Hold there. Hold
0: on,
1: hold on. Uh,
0: was that Hillary Clinton?
1: No. Thank God. Our Lord and Savior. Our Lord. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to pause this. It is a very small object. It is moving, though. And there is... Okay, now that... I swear there... i I going to go eat a burrito. You're going to eat a burrito? Yeah. Just
0: kidding.
1: Justin, I'm going to beat what you. I'm on the up?
0: audio so I can say I'm going to go eat a burrito.
1: I did. We're live right now. Oh! I'm oh. going to go eat a burrito. You guys didn't know... You guys didn't know we were recording this whole time? No. Found it! 2004 encounter. Oh. And... Alright, so here it is. We are live again, by the way. Alright. This is the 2004 one. Okay. That I was telling you guys about. I knew it was out there. That's it. So there is an object that they are trying to get close to that's hovering that they're trying to find. They're doing different types of infrared and different stuff to try to figure it out. Well, wow. And uh, so, I mean, like I said, you can't say that the videos are not out there and that the images are not out there. You just, without seeing it for your own eyes, it, it, it's really hard to figure out if something like that is real and what exactly it is, you know? Yeah. Especially when apparently they can't give people good uh, video equipment on... Uh, on airplanes. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but... Anyways, so, I mean, I don't know. I I think that it is definitely possible that our government is, even today, still coming out with crazy experimental aircrafts. The idea that an aircraft... They just now created, like, a plane that can hover. Seemingly in one place. Or it's not one place it can, like... Slowly move so it looks like it's hovering. Okay. Very close. Like that? Yeah, sure, Justin. Yeah, great Great audio. Great audio, Justin. Stop moving your finger.
0: I didn't didn't say it out loud. So that way
1: you could just be like,
0: yes, and nod your head. Yeah, yeah. No, Mm -hmm. call me out. Yep.
1: Anyways, Justin, what do you think?
0: About what? About this. Um... I think that, uh, sure, we don't exactly know what they are, but do I think that they're
1: aliens? Uh, I don't, I don't I don't know. I don't know. You know, I feel like Christians get a bad rap when it comes to this type of stuff, because they're like, there ain't no way, or Christians are so closed minded because it's like, there ain't no way that there are no aliens, there's no aliens out there that don't make no sense. Why
0: are all Christians that don't believe in UFOs and aliens
1: southern joe because i'm from appalachia appalachia yeah no, appalachia you're i sure am new no, york
0: my great granny came out of the appalachian Mountains. she was the first one to ever come out and she went to
1: covington <laughs> kentucky
0: and we got herself do,
1: married believe it or not we do have some appalachian in our blood tevin we do and so do you
0: our, our deceased grandma I, w- B- I would believe the that ground, I do. Mountains. Other than you two
2: Asian. Well, I one Asian. Four! One Asian and one Mexican looking p- people.
1: Like. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Oh, when I call people out on their skin complexion now, are we barely burnt bacon? No. You look Asian and your brother looks like a Mexican. <sighs> Oof. Hey, my grandma and my mom are just as dark as him. I'm yellow because of my white father. Okay, Justin has a white father.
0: Yeah, I, I nobody though? took
1: from my parents. <laughs> 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 Justin, oh man. Um, okay, so I have one more story, one more for the ages. I I really like this story, and it takes place in. Britain, okay. Okay. It is uh, in the north part. Wait, okay. I always get confused about this. It's during the British UFO research field, but it's in the northern part of England. Okay. So I'm always confused. Is England part of Britain? Britain, England? I'm very confused.
0: Uh, so I always get
1: confused by
0: that Great Britain includes Scotland and Ireland Yes, I know that And England is just like the little island But that's also called Britain It's kind of like if you say America versus America Versus the United States of America, I think Okay uh, I Now could are you just guessing? Wrong. I feel like you're guessing uh, I feel like I'm 80% not guessing Okay which means 20% of me is just like, shut up, please.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so November 1957. Well, uh, there was a uh, a flying saucer that supposedly fell down from the sky. Okay, and there's these uh, guys. Hold on one second. I'm trying to make sure that I get this story right. Okay. Because this is, I, I, I love it. So, uh, so this was around 50 years ago, okay, in 1957, uh, an 18-inch metal saucer, uh, was supposedly found, okay? Okay. Uh, so, oh gosh. Three men originally discovered the object in, in the moor. Uh, the Yorkshire Post reported February 8th, just three weeks after the Russia launched Sputnik the first satellite of the Earth created by humans. As the Post reported, uh, its copper bottom was covered in uh, uh, hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphics. Just uh, like the flying saucer discovered in Roswell, New Mexico, where there were symbols and stuff, you know, on, like, pipes and stuff. Uh, So uh, the Sophomore saucer... Uh, also contain a small book, the Post reported, covered in more hieroglyphics. Uh, so, there was this cafe owner, and all these guys go out there, and uh, they find this flying saucer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. Then they leave. They leave it there. Oh, nice. Then they go back, and they can't find it.
0: All right. Oh, okay. they saw it. So, they found...
1: So much. They found the the place, but it was gone. So what they did was they put a ad in the paper. Ooh! This ad in the paper said, "If you found the flying saucer, we we'll want to pay for it." <laughs> so these people came forward and said, "Hey, we wow. have the flying saucer." So I met them out in the middle of nowhere, and they paid for it, right? Yep. Well, then somehow the flying saucer, after being discovered, photographed by by the Yorkshire Post and all these people, disappeared. Okay. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, it was given to a, uh, it was given to uh, a history museum in the area. Yeah. But uh, then it was lost. Okay. Okay. Fifty years later, someone's cleaning out one of the warehouses for the museum, and they find it. They find a flying saucer. Yes. Okay. Now, uh, they do testing on it. And they figure out that the metal has never been to space. That it's a hoax. Well,
0: <sighs> the problem was is that they kept looking under Flying Saucer and not Flying Frisbee. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. So Frank Dickinson, Frank uh, Hutton, and Fred Taylor were driving from a Harewood Dale mill with Dickinson behind the wheel of the car. He planned to drop off his friends... Uh, at their homes in no time at all. But uh, then they, um, as they closed in on an area of moorland called Risty Bank, all three noticed a red light falling from the skies oh, and no. seemingly crash landing on nearby hilly ground. It was Moorland very close to Royal Air Force Flying Dales, a military installation that has been implicated in numerous UFO incidents since the mid-1960s. Can I tell you something? If flying saucers were what were out there and they're smaller and all this stuff, can I just tell you now, I believe that maybe it was our first attempt at some type of drone. Wouldn't it be interesting, in the 1950s and 60s, that we were coming out with like some type of drone?
0: Well, yeah. That would yeah. make sense. I think that we've had smartphones in the uh, in the military since the 60s, despite your guys' belief that it was released to the public before the military. You think so? Yeah, I think we had the technology in the 60s. I'm
1: not saying that we Really? Didn't...
0: I just don't think we used it. I think that the military used it, and that was it. I think it was kept very secret by the military
1: see i don't know if i believe that and the only not reason say
0: that apple had smartphones but that you know
1: well see if you believe that, that then you have to believe that we were able to forge miniature uh like minimized components that are like super small so i don't know if we I did that it. or not really Yep. Yeah. yeah what makes is- you think that
0: Um, I think that a lot of my, a lot of my reasoning comes from like Hitler being so technologically advanced and just like having really like nice cars and having like plans for cell phones and and plans for for technology that wouldn't be created in over a decade. That's true. uh, While he was in power. Um, I also have the answers of England versus the British Isles versus uh, Great Britain versus the United Kingdom right here.
1: Okay. You, okay, Go here's on. a little
0: lesson. <laughs> so, England in its own country, it's next to Wales and Scotland and nearby the island of Ireland. Now, United Kingdom is the relationship when talking about Scotland, Wales, and England. Yeah. The United Kingdom... includes the relationship of the prior said, England, Wales, and Scotland, but also the northern portion of Ireland. But then when you talk about the British Isles, you encompass all of Ireland, all of Scotland, all of England, and all of Wales.
1: Okay. So Britain is not its own country. Britain is not its own country. Okay. I didn't think so. But people just get so confused and they call it so many things. I
0: I didn't have a geography class. I don't know.
1: Gosh, p- private school ruined you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so ironic because, like, when we think of private school, we think of like good schools, and yet
1: yeah. pretty much.
0: Oh, you don't even know the half
2: of it.
1: Okay, so, so they're driving down, right? Dickinson's driving down, uh, and they see the the lights and the UFO or whatever fall down. Okay. Yep. And then all of a sudden, guess what happens? As it crashes, guess what happens to his car?
2: Is all of his, his car starts going haywire and starts jittering all over it because the it just yeah. it stalls, yeah. which is yeah, something that
1: people find all the time, right? Stereotypical. Now, there's another. I, I mean, another one is like time lapsing and stuff too. People find where like time. time- yeah. So you, um, uh, my, it, it, it's one of my favorite scenes from the uh, from the first season of X Files. So there's like a bright light, and they're driving through, right? And they yeah. see a UFO, and they drive through. And then it gets real bright. And then when they come out the other side of the bright light with their car, it's been like three hours. Ooh, so wow. supposedly stuff like that, like that is what people find is like, you know, like a lapse of time. Like lost, sorry, lost time. Okay. Lost time. So anyways, so the car screeches to a halt, okay? Screech, Uh, The car stalls and Dickinson is unable to start it. Uh, Now, now, he's the one that slammed on the brakes and then the car stalled. So it could have just been the fact that he slammed on the brakes so hard that the car stalled, which happens, especially in the 1950s. Stick
0: shift, yeah. Or if he had like an
1: awful old 1950s, 1960s car. I mean, could totally happen.
2: I did did it in my Civic, and that was in
1: 95. Oh, my gosh. Or it could be vehicle interference. Now, as he tries to start the car, Taylor opened one of the back doors, leaps out, and heads up the hills where it appeared the UFO had come down. Uh, So he stumbles across the object um, after about five to ten minutes of searching. So here's my thing. This is what I got to say, okay? Yep. Some people think that maybe someone forged some type of machine that looked like a UFO and gave it to the guys. You know what I mean? Or the guys made it up and made their own UFO or something. Yeah. But my thing is, like, who had the technology to be able to, cr- to make a flying saucer in the 1950s? Ooh. Like, something different. You know? Like I just don't see them doing that. They said that they didn't even really see any creases or anything. That's not a flying saucer. That's that, 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 that off is off the that, ground. That's that is a top. That it likes
0: to spin. It's for a spin fun. top.
2: That is a frisbee golf disc that got a massive makeover, and somebody just threw it real hard.
1: <laughs> so they did contact one of their friends, uh, who named Mister um, Rogers. Who had a deep interest in matters of relative uh, um, relative to UFOs and supernatural phenomenon. And then they start taking pictures. And they put the ad in the paper because they left the UFO there because they're idiots. Yeah. And so, now, could it be a cover-up that the museum tested the UFO and then stated that it had never been to space and they lied? Yes. Or it could be that it was some type of government-issued thing, since it was right next to an air force base, well, of course.
0: What really happened that's was what, that government-issued. Uh, Will Smith showed up with his buddy K, and they uh, they used their special pen to wipe the memory of everybody and, and told them all lies.
1: You know, earlier I thought you were doing an independence. Day riff, and then I realized that now you're doing a men in black riff. It's, it's men in black now. We should do an entire episode on men in black because it's a real thing that people talk about.
0: Don't you mean men and women in black, Joe? Shut up, Justin. Maybe <laughs> in the new MIB International, you know be what MIB out. Upside Down is? WIB. Is He's it? right. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, all right. And you, you, I can see you thinking real hard, and I was like, "Joe, he's right." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you, 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 can, you But can, the B is backwards. No,
2: no, Joe, Joe, you're going from this way to this way. A B is still the same way as long as you flip it this way. Oh my
1: gosh, I'm I'm so dumb. It's okay. <laughs> well, guys, so I guess we're gonna end here with this really dramatic ending of some kind. I don't yeah. know.
2: Apparently, Joe's like illiterate.
1: Whoa, yeah. <laughs> what's that? Is that a frisbee? Oh, oh my gosh. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This is AP Triple B. Uh, this is The Freak Show. We would love for you guys to like and subscribe for us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, The Freak Show Pod. Tevin, what are you on Instagram?
2: Castle underscore God.
1: Okay, there you go. Please follow him. Uh, please give us ratings and reviews on iTunes or whatever platform that you have, please share our podcast. Uh, if you do hashtag the freak show pod on Instagram or Facebook and I look it up. I will shout you guys out on the next episode when you guys share our podcast. Please, 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 please tell people about our podcast.
0: Make make sure you lick someone's donut. And yeah. don't lick anybody's donut. Like all be- the
1: dough that you want, as long as it's with the no, permission. no, 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 no. All right. And with that, have a blessed day.